The National Desk, Conversations, America's News Now. I'm Jan Jeffcoat, and welcome to Episode 43 of the National Desk Conversations. Every weekday, we invite newsmakers onto our morning television broadcast to discuss topics everybody's talking about. On today's podcast, we revisit our conversation with Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. The White House continues to face backlash after both sides of the aisle demand the administration not in Title 42, which allows for border officials to expel migrants without first hearing their asylum claims during health emergencies. Well, I, I think it's important to remember this is not an immigration authority um, for anyone who has concerns about it, nor is it an immigration plan. There is no question we have a broken immigration system. There's more we need to do. We've been saying that from the first day the president took office. And anyone who wants to work on that, Democrats, Republicans, anyone, how we can put smarter security in place, how we can have an asylum processing system that works, we would love to do that. Joining us right now, one of those lawmakers opposed to lifting the policy, Democratic Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar. Congressman Cuellar, good morning to you. First, talk us through what concerns you about the absence of Title 42 at the border. Specifically, how will your district be impacted? Well, let's look at what's on the ground right now. Border, the Border Patrol sector in the Loreto sector and all the way down to the Rio Grande, from the Rio all the way down to Brownsville, they're operating at 40%. That means that 60% of the men and women are changing diapers, making food, taking care of migrants at those uh, border processing centers. So only 40% are out there on the field. So we know that the cartels know this information so the more people you let in then the more possibility drugs will be coming in from one area people will be coming in the other areas and you know that this provides a catalyst for the cartels to market and to go and look for more migrants because every time they pass somebody they make an average of eight thousand dollars and if we had one million crossings the last six months that's $8 billion that they made. So certainly this is going to be a catalyst, a way to get the, the uh, cartels to get more people. We are going to have an increase. And, and Congressman, there's reports this morning that the administration could delay lifting Title 42. What are you hearing about this? You know, they need, they need to listen to the border communities. They need to listen to the mayors, to the county judges, to the county commissioners, the sheriffs, the police. In my district on the border, I have not found one single person that has said, oh, yes, go ahead and lift Title 42. It's a wonderful thing. Not a single public official or, or person, landowner out there. So we got to listen to the uh, not only to the border communities, but also to the men and women in green and blue that uh, protect our borders. We got to listen to those people. So, you know, I, I'm glad. Well, I, I don't know what the White House is going to do. I mean, I know where they're preferences that to lift it but i really wish they would listen to uh to our border communities they're missing that component which is very important well do you feel like you're being listened to is your input being considered by the administration when it comes to these border policies well you know I, at one time i was the lonely voice uh, talking about this now i see there's uh democrat senators democratic congressmen and i'm glad that other people are listening because this is an impact that's going to be felt on the P of policy and on the P of politics. The Republicans have a narrative that they're gonna use over and over saying that the Democrats uh, stand for open borders and are allowing uh, for no law and order at the border. So it's the 
policy that's important, but also we got to keep an eye on the P for politics. What policies specifically do you want to see implemented? You know, you know, there's there's ways to look the asylum. You know, look, I, I'm an attorney. I believe in people having a day in court. But keep in mind that if you have 100 people that come before an immigration judge, a judge is going to re reject 88 to 90 percent of those cases. So why are we allowing 100 percent of those folks have more immigration judges down there? Don't let people leave the border uh, from those border processing centers till they have their day in court. And if the judge says, come in, then you come in. But if a judge says, don't, then you return them back to their country. Say, so keep in mind, it's not only Mexicans or Central Americans. Now we have over 60 countries, 60 countries that are coming through the southern border because they know this is a way to get into the United States. How is your communities, how are they dealing with this? They Clearly, this has become very taxing on uh, many folks along the border, many communities there. Tell us about some of the uh, things that we can't see that's happening in those communities as a result of this influx of migrants coming in. Well, you know, first of all, take the landowners and they will tell you that there is a problem. Uh, they don't feel like they own their land anymore because there's people that are coming in at different times. And if they got kids and just yesterday, I was listening to some uh, uh, landowners that they're, they're worried about uh, their, their, their properties because there's people coming in at different times. Now, keep in mind, some people have the good motives to find a better way of life over here, but other people, other people have different motives. So that's one thing. What about the cities and the counties that have to put up with, uh, with the folks uh, that are here? You know, we believe in, uh, in legal migration. My father was born in Guerrero, Tamaulipas. He became a legal resident and then a naturalized citizen. Took him a long time. He followed a, a pathway to get done. Now we see people just jumping the line, getting on a Greyhound bus or getting on an airplane and just fly over here. And then they stay and they wait and they wait for their day in uh, a hearing if they show up uh, for their immigration hearing. And keep in mind, with so many people coming in, you're gonna have catch and release, which we're seeing right now, catch and release, and ask people how popular the catch and release is, uh, not only along the border, but in other places of the United States. All right, Congressman, before I let you go, I wanna ask you about the FBI raiding your home earlier this year. Now, your attorney recently stated, the Justice Department informed you that you are not the target of this investigation, and I understand you're fully cooperating. Why did they raid your home? What happened? You know, certainly, you know, we're cooperating. Uh, I got three brothers who are peace officers. I have a deep respect for law enforcement. They got to do their job. But as the attorney said, you know, we're cooperating. At the end of the day, we're going to see that there is there was no wrongdoing. This must have been shocking for you. It was shocking to watch this unfold on television. Well, uh, again, you know, it's a process that law enforcement has to do. We're cooperating. But at the end of the day, we feel that there will be no wrongdoing. And very quickly, what do you want to say to your constituents who might be concerned? Because I know you are running for office again. Yeah, you know, look, you know, first of all, I've asked them for their, uh, for their vote. Uh, I'm going to get reelected again. Uh, we're going to win the runoff and then we're going to win the uh, November election and be here. So, uh, again, uh, I have faith in my constituents and uh, they have faith in me also. Congressman Henry Cuellar, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you so it. much. Have a good day. You too, sir.
That's episode 43 of the National Desk Conversations. Join me each weekday morning from 6 to 11 Eastern for the National Desk, America's News Now. Check your local listings or stream it on our website, thenationaldesk.com. Our podcast comes out twice a week with fresh newsmaker interviews. The conversation continues. Until next time, from the National Desk, I'm Jan Jeffcoat.